I'm ready, Rick, I'm ready. How about a retro promo from the singer? I'm standing next to the Nature Boy. I'm standing next to Darby Allen, the best tag team partner I ever had. And I'm on my way to Jacksonville, Florida, Daly's Place, and I got a smack-talking guy talking about how he's going to take us out. Don't think Don Callis and company that the Stinger's just going to coast his way through the last few weeks. No. That ain't the case. Because I got the Nature Boy with me. I got Darby Allen with me. I'm coming to Jacksonville, Florida, where I debuted. And the only thing for sure about Sting is at Daly's Place. It's going to be showtime. Please, Rick. The icon's coming back again. The nature boy. Hello and welcome to the first 2024 edition of Collision Catch-Up. My name is Aaron Grant. And I am independent wrestler, the standard Matthew Grant. We are to cover the July... July, wow. July. Wow, wow, wow. I do that a lot. January 6th and January 5th, respective editions of Collision and Rampage. As we're here to talk, of course, Collision Catch-Up, All Elite Wrestling. Thank you very much for joining us on this wonderful Sunday, whenever you're wa- watching, listening. Wow, I'm I'm struggling. <laughs> this here is to a start. strong start to this, the first episode is, of 2024. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually calling you out, but I damn, was going to say it's not me. No, it's not you for once. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, and we appreciate you as always. Thank you very much, SME Radio, for hosting us as always as well. Um, show our show some love as well as every other show some love here on this very network whether it's pop culture professional wrestling music mma there's so much covered on this network so check it all out and uh yeah i say without further ado we dive into the top three for this week and uh, kick off our thoughts on this week's edition of collision um I think both of our number threes uh, a little bit biased, and you'll kind of understand as we dive into it. Is, do we have the same number three? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely diving in with the same number three that you have because good, good. we have to show the respect where the respect is due as we had a debut on uh, this edition of Collision. And I know what you guys are thinking. What are you talking about? We had Boots, the bearded dragon of Chris Statlander, making their wonderful debut on the shoulder of Chris Statlander during their promo, and uh, as fellow Bearded Dragon owners in the past, we, we can't help but appreciate that. So um, I've always wanted to do that with a pet during a promo, just casually have them like there, like low-key. I'm not even going to lie for a show that I have coming up. I'm thinking of like doing a promo now where I look like an evil villain with my cat on my lap. Oh, she would not be nearly as patient as Boots is. No, no. No, Boots handled it like a champ. Although when Statlander started cutting her promo and finally talking, Boots was like, all right, enough, 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 enough. And hid uh, behind her hair. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, again, uh, as as former beardy parents ourselves, we do have an appreciation and a fan, a fan base for Boots. So 
probably the most exciting part of last night because we had to watch on a bit of a tape delay just as we were out at a party but we did 100% look at the phone during the party and hyped up the fact that Boots was on AEW. Boots is all elite. Boots is all elite. So a little bit of a silly number three from us to start the year but uh, we we could not let that moment pass. No, no. We got to give the acknowledgement to uh, Boots being all elite. So uh, shout out to Boots. As we move on to, I'll take it over with my number yeah, two. Let's we'll switch you go things ahead. up a little bit this week. I think honestly, our our lists are actually very, very close to being similar, if not the same this week, because my number two is Eddie Kingston versus Trent Beretta. I think our lists are exactly the same. All right. So, so clearly, there was a kind of a trend here. Kind of a trend in the show and uh, the highlights. As Kingston and Trent just kicked the ever living crap out of each other. Kingston doing his first defense of uh, as new Triple Crown yep, champion. The, yeah, the Continental Classic champion um, coming out victorious, facing uh, John Moxley in the final at the pay per view. Tremendous match at the pay per view, and look at they continue that not only here on Collision with this tremendous defense against uh, Trent, Trent Beretta, but. After the show, acknowledging that he doesn't want to just, you know, kind of walk off as champion. He wants to continue fighting. He wants to continue having these matches. And uh, he's going to be a fighting champion. Yeah, They're solidifying the- his reign as champion. So this Wednesday on Dynamite, he told Tony, Tony to line somebody up. And he's going to continue defending that championship. Yeah. And going into this first defense, he even put over like he he loves Trent Beretta. He, he respects Trent Beretta. Trent is a fantastic wrestler. And uh, he was excited to have this defense against a friend and against somebody he respects so highly. And uh, they did not hold back. I know they were doing a lot of the post-match promo stuff for the Continental Classic. And they were doing that before the Continental Classic. But the fact that they've continued to keep up with doing the post-match promos as frequently as they have after the Continental Classic is a nice thing to see as like being able to wait till Sunday morning to record. We're able to watch the post-match stuff and get a little bit more insight on the matches afterwards. And even Trent himself being like, you know, people always question why I'm in these matches. Then I go out there and deliver. I may not all, always win, but like I, I do hang with these guys. Like, And he's not wrong. He's one of the most underrated singles guys in the world. Uh, Trent has always brought it, and he brought it in this match. And he, he was a couple moments, mere moments away from winning the Continental Championship. So um, they brought it. They delivered a banger of a match here on Collision. And honestly, go out of your way to watch it. Because, again, they just beat the ever-living crap out of each other. Trent even uh, taking a chop to the face. Yeah, nearly breaking uh, uh, Kingston, nearly breaking Trent's nose. It was. uh, We don't even know if it's nearly. He might have broken Trent's nose now that we think about it. Like, he was bloody and he he kept going. He continued the fight. And uh, like you said, bringing us still to a couple of close moments. So genuinely wondering if he could possibly end that continental reign. Uh, I hate to take it away from uh, the other guys on the show, but you want to talk about a workhorse. Goddamn, Trent. That's fair. As we move into both of our number ones and a match that also you should go out of your way to watch from this show, the main event of the show, two of the best tag teams in the world going at it as we have two of the four members of the House of Black being represented in this match as we have Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black facing off against Dax Harwood, or Hardwood as you like to call him. I w- he will forever be Hardwood. <laughs> and Cash Wheeler, F-T-R, wow. Wow is right. 
again, you want to talk about some close moments. There was just insanity. Like FTR taken out, I believe it was Malachi Black on the apron. Yeah, with the spike pile with the driver. Spike pile driver. There was uh beautiful moments of just intensity where there's some back and forth between Dax and Malachi and then Malachi just takes a seat and uh, Dax joins him, takes a seat, flips him off. Like just the- I'm pretty sure he said Dax twice, but either way, Malachi taking a seat, Dax joining him afterwards. And then Dax flips him off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he said Dax twice when he said seating, but either way, just- I thought I said Malachi, but whatever. We'll listen back and we'll see who was right there. (laughs) Um, But yes, no, uh, genuinely, like, I can't put over how good this match was. The finish of the match was fantastic as well. Um, it seemed like uh, Buddy had the match won, went for a, a roll-up, and Dax ended up countering it and using his own momentum against him to get the pin on uh, Buddy for the win. FTR picking up a quick victory over the House of Black, a very rare loss for the House of Black as well as... Uh, FTR, again, getting a big one. Uh, there was a moment where Brody King was making this presence known after, I believe, the Spike Pile Driver. Daniel Garcia coming out and making the save for Brody King. Or, sorry, for taking uh, him FTR. Out with the, yeah. Taking him out with a chair. Yeah, making the save for FTR. Hyping up FTR. So we've been hearing all this talk about the House of Black saying nobody's coming to save FTR. Finally, somebody coming to save FTR in the form of Daniel Garcia, one of the hottest guys on the scene today. And uh, it did help as FTR picking up the victory, but the post-match, not so much. As uh, Dax's wife and daughter ringside. Yeah, they're very uh, close to the hometown. We, we, we know the family dynamic of how much Dax wants to respect and put over his family. He's very much a family man. As uh, House of Black just deciding to continue the beatdown, not taking their loss very well. Yeah, safe to say. Um, it's interesting because the way they went about this was a little dark. <laughs> As So FTR celebrating their victory, Brody King, uh, and the rest of the House of Black coming to dominate FTR. Daniel Garcia trying to make the save. N- not going well. House of Black getting the best of them. Uh, taking out uh, both Daniel Garcia and Cash Wheeler with chairs and then a black mask with a chair on the head of Dax Harwood by Malachi Black. It was a brutal beatdown of FTR and Daniel Garcia. And if that wasn't enough for you guys. As the beatdown is going on, we start to hear the bell toll in the background thinking, all right, yeah, someone's putting a stop to this. No, it is Julia Hart giving a solemn and slow 10-bell salute to FTR. It was dark as the wife and daughter of Dax Harwood just watching helplessly. Like what 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 more can you do in that moment? It was it was a, again a really dark moment to end the show, but like you want to talk about storytelling. Like they're doing a really good job with this FTR House of Black stuff. I'm invested and you want to give us banger matches as well. Like that just adds to the investment of any fan, including myself. So I got to say really good way to end the show. And that ending, like just 
scene of FTR Daniel Garcia just laid, laid out. out in the ring and uh, House of Black standing behind solemnly as you would in a 10 bell salute. You give FTR their victory and you give House of Black this big moment to close the show. Like it's a win win for both performers. Uh, I are both teams. You, you really can't go wrong there. And I'm looking forward to seeing what we get going forward with both teams because so far, like again, they've been done, been. They've been doing a really good job. If I could spit the words out. Yeah. And again, fantastic storytelling at the animosity between these two teams. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. The match here. was so good. I couldn't do the Englishes very well there no, for a second. No, no. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I am doing so much better than you at talking right now. You really are. But yes, that is our top three for the week. As, Which uh, for the record, we didn't like agree to have the same top three. No. It just, uh, it did just work out that way. But we had a banger like collision all together as we'll dive into the rest of the show really quickly and of course we'll run down rampage as well but uh sting and darby allen kicking off the show taking on anthony henry and jd drake the work horseman um i have uh jd drake as a friend on facebook uh not not trying to like drop names or anything here but uh it was really cool to see his post online talking about how much this match meant to him how much you know, being in the ring with somebody like Sting, which as somebody in this business, yeah, like you can't not acknowledge the fact that you're going in there, not only just in the ring with Sting, his last match in the area. I was going to say one of his last matches of his career. Altogether, yeah. It's like that's a huge moment for somebody in general. And the fact that JD's such a big fan of Sting to share that moment with him was really cool he took the finish as well taking the scorpion death drop from sting for the one two three and like as somebody who's had those moments himself where you kind of got to take a step back and realize where you're at it was really cool to get to see jd drake have that moment um and on a national scale too man um and anthony henry too like them two together, um, they've been tearing it up for a long period of time. So for them to get the opportunities that they've been getting as well has been awesome to see. And just another one for them to prove themselves against Sting and Darby Allen. A funny moment before the bell is, uh, I believe, is JD hit Sting with a chair. Sting's just like, nope. Complete no-sell. Shove the chair into JD's face. Spin around into a chop from Ric Flair. And, and back around into a chop from Sting. So... Uh, a cool little moment there and a fun little match to kick off the show. I can't say enough good things about this match. I It was fun. It was exactly what it needed to be. And uh, really good to see Sting get that moment. But as uh, as we move it on to the rest of the card, a Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship Proving Ground match. As uh, for the first time, we see the pair of Bennett and Taven unmasked as the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions in action. As they face off against the team of Brian Keith and Commander. Uh, I think at this point, if we haven't seen Brian Keith get a contract, it's it's very surprising. But I was going to say, I, I was I was looking on Twitter afterwards. Because at this point, I have to admit, I kind of just assumed he had one. But I think they're still waiting. And um, it's clearly coming. He's He's been on Ring of Honor programming. He's been on AEW programming. He's kicking ass every time he's on the shows, too. So... I, I think it's a given at this point if it hasn't already happened. But uh, Bennett and Taven giving an opportunity to these guys. And honestly, a very solid match. Um, I believe there was a 10-minute time limit. And they were pretty close to the time limit when the match was up. So um, really giving Keith and Commander an opportunity to hang with these guys. And um, 
it's putting nice, in the good fight too. It's nice to see Bennett and Taven and Roddy getting away from the comedic stuff, especially with the serious heel faction going on. I think a lot of people were worried that with them aligning with Cole and Wardlow and that whole situation, what direction they were going to go in as performers going forward. Were we going to continue to get that comedic stuff that, yes, was entertaining, but at the same time, if you're going to be presented as a main event, main event faction, there's got to be some sort of a different switch in character and we're getting exactly that as they're very very serious going forward even after the match cutting the promo uh backstage talking about being the champs and talking about you know dominating the tag team division so i i think it's going to be interesting to see what we get from the undisputed kingdom going forward but a great showing from them and honestly like tip of the cap to keith and commander as they hung with uh, bennett and taven who bennett and taven have been a team for a number of years i was now, gonna so. say a long time yeah uh, moving in next, we had uh, Adam Copeland come out. Yeah, addressing, of course, the situation with Christian Cage losing the TNT Championship, uh, having the shortest TNT Championship reign of all time. But he talked about how he's going to work back to getting another championship opportunity. He's going to start that tonight. And he basically called it the Cope Open, an open, <laughs> cha- an open challenge from Adam Copeland. And uh, it was answered by a very interesting name as Griff Garrison, accompanied by Cole Carter and, funny enough, Maria Canellis. Yep. Um, yeah. Formerly part of Kingdom. Yeah, interesting that we're getting that Ring of Honor act transferred on to AEW television. It has been publicly noted by Adam Copeland that he's wanted to work with Griff Garrison, although stating that he wanted to work with him in a faction in the future. Ends up being on the opposite end of the spectrum as he goes one-on-one with Griff Garrison in a match here on Collision. And honestly, like a, a super fun match. It was short and to the point. but uh, Short and to the point, but not a squash. Like Griff Garrison did pretty well. He, yeah. he held his own. Yep. He, he proved that he was not just a forgotten name. He, even, even acknowledging the old BT bits of who the fuck is Griff Garrison. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and then after the match, uh, Copeland... Celebrating and Cole Carter trying to get involved and taking a nasty spear afterwards. By the way, Griff Garrison tapping out to the cross face as well for the finish. So um, a showing there from Copeland that clearly states that he's coming for that TNT championship once again and coming for not only Christian Cage, but the the truly the man who cost him the championship and kill switch. Yep. Not Luchasaurus. <laughs> he, d- he does say Luchasaurus and then has a pause. I'll be like, okay, kill switch. But... Uh... Moving in, we have the women's match of the night uh, between Sky Blue and Kira Hogan. Yeah, very regular on, uh, very much a regular on collision in Sky Blue as, uh, yeah, she's facing off against Kira Hogan and Sky Blue picking up a very decisive victory over Kira Hogan, um, continuing to prove her dominance and show that dark side. Yeah, good to see Kira Hogan back up on uh, AEW television. I mm-hmm. feel like we don't get to see her nearly as often as I would like to because she is fantastic wrestler. But overall, great match. Uh, yeah, solid match. back and forth. Nothing, nothing, nothing too, too crazy. But I was like, going to say the same thing. Nothing like insanely noteworthy, and that's not like taking anything away from them. Just I, I did appreciate Sky Blue's finish of uh, giving Kira Hogan a follow-away slam into a um, submission. And I'm not good at naming submissions. Was it a Dragon Sleeper? Yes, it was a Dragon Sleeper. Yeah, did did enjoy that finish quite a bit, but uh, again, good showing, great match, and nice to see uh, a little bit of a, a more aggressive side of Sky Blue, especially again with the finisher as well. Yeah, yeah. 
As we move on to Claudio Castanoli taking on Andrew Everett. Andrew Everett, talk about names who nice to see on TV. He is one of them. Um, and having a great showing against Claudio, but Claudio is just an absolute tank, and uh, it's going to take a lot more, unfortunately, to get past Claudio Castanoli and Andrew Everett. Just did not have it on this night. Unfortunately, a little bit of a miscommunication on the finish. It seemed like there was supposed to be an uppercut uh, off the shooting star into the finish of the match. But instead, not only does Claudio hit uh, Everett with the neutralizer, picks him back up after and clobbers him with a lariat to uh, to finish the match. So a little bit of a, an extra mark because he didn't get a chance to hit that uppercut to finish off Andrew Everett. Nice touch and... Uh, Claudio Castanoli then after the show post-match comments talking about how he's sometimes wins and losses don't go in his favor, but you don't see him rampaging, don't see him bitching and complaining and storming around like one hangman Adam Page, yep. m- making it very clear that he wants hangman and he accepts his challenge for uh, this Wednesday. So got to say that dynamite card shaping up to be something real special for Wednesday. We've got battle of the belts as well returning on top of collision next week. So we're going to have uh four hours of wrestling to cover next week on oh this God. very show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Just a little bit of a preview of what we've got going forward, but uh, the rest of the card really quickly getting into the rest of the card really quickly. As we had Sting and Darby Allen, of course, alongside Ric Flair backstage talking about uh, this upcoming week as they've also accepted the challenge from the Don Callis family as Sting and Darby Allen will take on Takeshka and Powerhouse Hobbs. And Sting was hyped. He was hyped. He threw it back to 1990, hyped as hell, ready to go. And uh, it was... It was cool to see. It was very cool to see. I feel like we're going to really be seeing uh, Sting hamming it up, hyping it up, especially, unfortunately, I'll just put the note out there that uh, his his previous pay-per-view match, no fault of his own, just was not quite what people were hoping for. So now I think he's really going to make this final stretch count. I 100% agree. Um, As we move into uh, the Willow and Statlander promo, and we we mentioned Boots making his All Elite Wrestling debut, but the actual promo itself, um, I guess we can't really talk about the promo itself without acknowledging what happened on Rampage, as Stokely Hathaway has this weird infatuation with Chris Statlander as of late, and gave her a hell of an intro, including calling her... (laughs) Thicker than a snicker. And not just calling her thicker than a snicker, because I had heard that initially and already was laughing, but no, it was in poem form. <laughs> uh, just giving her a full spoken word. and Talking uh, about how when he thinks of her, he thinks of that old school R&B. Like, th- there was some... Interesting lines thrown in there, all to result in a good smack upside the head from Chris Statlander, who clearly is just not here for it. No, not amused whatsoever. And uh, yeah, that being acknowledged on Collision and uh, them kind of not knowing where the hell that's coming from. And uh, I got to wonder going forward if that's going to be something that actually does affect Statlander. And we do see her potentially join forces with with Stokely. Yeah, I could I could see it. Uh, he's just got to maybe uh, work on his poetry a little bit. <laughs> As we move on to Hook and talking about how he's already a champion, but he thinks he's ready for another championship. And 
not only ready for another championship, but calling out the biggest dog in the yard as he calls out the AEW world champion in Samoa Joe. I got to say, I don't know if it's too soon for this or not. And I get it. Hook's been doing very well, but he also hasn't had those tremendously long matches. And I don't think the match against Joe needs to be that. In fact, I don't think it should be if that's the case. Um, I just don't know if he's ready for... Maybe it doesn't even necessarily... Now that I'm kind of thinking this out, it doesn't necessarily need to be a main event match. I don't know if he's ready for a world championship match. No, it's good on Hook for having that ambition, but... uh also good luck to him uh going so far as to take on joe in what would be one of his first i mean if you're trying to make an title. impact you, you go for the biggest dog in the yard i i do get the uh the implication and props to him for trying to do that so yeah we'll definitely see how well he holds his own up against and when uh, this ends up going down yeah that's you that's you speaking of interesting situations bullet club gold addressing the Undisputed Kingdom, and the Acclaimed making their way into the frame, talking about how, yeah, maybe in the past they haven't seen eye to eye, them being, of course, the Acclaimed and the Guns. Um, but if he's been taught anything, he being Anthony Bowens, pronouns, pal, um, Bowens has learned that to get ahead, you have to be in a faction. Yep. And what better way for them to get back with the Undisputed Kingdom than to come together as one and to combat the Undisputed Kingdom in that way? And Colton, Jay White blowing it off, being like, yeah, we'll think about it, whatever. And Austin being the almost voice of reason, genuinely considering it. So I am very curious to see where this goes in the future and... If we do see these two teams come together, how we see them combat the Undisputed Kingdom, because it is very clear that a lot of the programs that were set up for MJF have to be taken over by the Undisputed Kingdom at this point. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, curious to see if they do decide to join forces to try and take on this powerhouse faction. We'll have to see as we move forward to. I feel bad because we forgot to address this last week, but the return of Serena Deeb as uh, she once again talks about her training, talks about being in Deeb's dojo, talks about separating herself from the outside and um, getting her mind, body, and health right and back to normal. And uh, I'm really excited to see the professor of professional wrestling make her return to AEW television um, and potentially an HWE show in the future as she still is the current HWE Women's Champion. Myself being one half of the HWE Tag Team Champions, once again a champion alongside a champion. Yeah, I have to say we've we've been fortunate enough to get to experience her in person at HWE a few times, and uh, she's a hell of a performer. She is so good. So I'm I'm stoked to see her coming back, feeling sounding like better than ever. Hell of a performer, performer, performer. Wow, performer. And hell of a uh, a human being as well. Yes. No, absolutely. She's a great human being. As we move into Big Bill and Ricky Starks addressing Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho from the night before in Rampage. Not only addressing the singles match that's going to be going down on Dynamite this week between Starks and Sammy Guevara. Again, hell of a stack card for Dynamite this week. But throwing out the challenge for next week's Battle of the Belt show 
as we have a street fight thrown out. The challenge for a street fight thrown out, I should say, from Big Bill and Ricky Starks to take on Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara to give them their tag team championship opportunity and to uh, to show why they call themselves the best tag team in AEW with other name. Yeah, yeah. Excited to see that. That's, again, just leading into what's sounding like it's going to be an absolutely killer dynamite card. That's an understatement. As we move on to the quick rampage results before we close out the show, the Hardy to Mark Briscoe taking on Kip Sabian Butcher and the Blade. Always good to see Kip Butcher and the Blade on my TV. Always good to see Mark Briscoe and how hype he was. The team with the Hardys was cool. Coming out in a New Jersey Devils jersey as well. Nice little nod to the hometown crowd. As uh, the Hardys and Mark Briscoe picking up the victory. But I honestly, I think what needs to be noted is after the match is we see a little bit more of an arrogant side of the Hardys as they uh, address the return of Private Party. Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy back together. Mark Quinn back from injury. And it seems like there's a little bit of friction between the two teams. As the Hardys say, it's time for you guys to go on your own. It's time to basically look up to your living legends. They give them a set of ring-worn shirts and basically one being draped over the face of Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy being like, I want the armbands, but Mark Quinn getting right down to the point being like, I won't whoop their ass. Yep. Yep. So clearly a future match coming between the Hardys and Private Party. It's good to see Mark Quinn back to uh, note that as well. Private Party being back in the mix of things. That tag team division AEW right now, the trio's division AEW right now, like everything seems to be heating up on the the multi-man side of things. Which is fantastic. I'm a sucker for the multi-man matches. So excited to see where uh, this possible feud can go. A big shout out to Kendi Copeland, or should I say Kendi Hardcastle, and uh, Notorious Mimi for getting an opportunity on uh, AW Rampage. They took on Chris Statlander and Will Nightingale, where the uh, whole Stokely. Yeah, we've already touched on uh, Stokely. came from. Uh, Hikaru Shida taking on Anna Jay in a fun little match, and Commander taking on uh, Will Yuta, the Ring of Honor pure champion. We also had a very interesting promo backstage between Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett as them two clearly not on the same page right now. Jeff Jarrett calling uh, Jay Lethal a loser. Jay Lethal going at Jeff Jarrett and uh, them two, again, there's just a lot going on between the two right now where... Some solid family tension. Yeah, and Sanjay basically like shut the door, tried to lock it, basically saying we're getting this solved, but... Them two almost at each other's throats, and it's very clear that they're going to probably have to come back to this next week. Yeah, yeah. To uh, be continued. To be continued as we f- close out the Rampage results and close out the rest of Collision Catch-Up. Thank you very much for you guys checking out this episode. As always, we are here every single Sunday morning, at least unless the episode's canceled according to pay-per-views. Uh, yeah, that's why you yeah. didn't get us last week, but you got us on the post-show. So we were still here supporting the SME family, as you should as well, if you can. And if you have an extra buck or two a month, patreon.com slash SME radio, support the family and join the family. Uh, we always love to hear your input, and that's how you get involved with the post-show parties and with everything that we're doing SME radio. Um, you can follow me on all forms of social media at Matthew Grant, first days of four. Keep up with what I'm doing in the world of independent professional wrestling. Got a heck of a busy schedule coming up over the next couple of weeks. You can catch me all over the, the board in Ontario and hopefully branching out a little bit more to the United States. Tell your local promoters that you want to see the standard Matthew Grant. You want to see Empire. You want to see the 
most decorated faction in Ontario in your area. We're willing to travel. Hit us up. And you can follow me on all forms of social media at Aaron154Grant. Uh, I'm just enjoying uh, this past year. I've really dipped my toes into all sorts of different jobs in the world of professional wrestling. And uh, I can't wait to continue that streak as I highly recommend you even check out uh, Crossbody Uproar as you might. You might see some stuff here and there as we are currently recording. There is the live uh, premiere of their recent main show uh being flip the script too so yeah check that out if you want to see some of again what the standard matthew grant is doing as well as you might see me the here and there and uh this has been our first 2024 recording of collision catch-up thank you so much for listening